Hi everybody, um, and welcome to another edition of Shaky's Cricketing Journeys. Um, today I'm joined by a, a dear friend of mine, um, an ex-captain of mine, um, England under-19 uh, superstar back in the day, um, Nottinghamshire County cricketer, famous 12th man in a test match, we'll get to that. Um, today it's a, my pleasure to welcome uh, Bilal Shafayat. To the to the podcast. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam, Cass. Uh, thanks for having me, brother. It's been a it's been a little while. It's been a while. Well, probably the last time now. When you, it's crazy how the time flies. We, we we'll, we'll get on to it. But we played the 2010-2011 season together in Pakistan. That's almost ten years ago now. It doesn't it doesn't actually feel that long ago. But it's crazy. It's crazy where time time really does fly. Um, well, I want to. I want to go back, Billy, to the start, first and foremost. I want to go back to, you were born 10th of July, 1984, so we're the same age. You've got four or five months on me, um, hence why I've always called you Bilal Bai. Um, talk to me about your early days and how you got into cricket then. Wow, Cass, you know, it's, um, it, it's in a little box now, somewhere at the back of my mind, you know. It's um, only when you start unveiling the layers, you start to really remember uh, everything, but look, you remember the real good times and and growing up in a household where which loved cricket, you know my dad never really played it, but he loved cricket, he loved watching the game um, in our younger days, he used to take us to Trenbridge to watch uh, knots a little bit. He used to usually take us to Trenbridge after tea when you don 't have to pay to get in right. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the, at the end of the day, so we used to catch like half a session, I remember watching. The likes of like Chris Lewis, uh, Greg Mike, um, Paul Johnson, Tim Robinson at Knotts. Older guys, real, real older guys. Mm -hmm. um, but just watching them play a sport that dad loved at a place that just looked amazing at Trent Bridge. Oh yeah, lovely ground. Love the state, love Trent Bridge. Yeah, and it's gone, it's gone, it's developed even more now. And, and it, it was just, it started to, you know, really ignite something within me. Um, and I started cricket. I tell you how exactly I started cricket. We all we pretty much have that back root, back backyard experience. Um, I had an older brother. We all played, mucked around a little bit. Um, and then there was a local scheme set up by the council here for uh, black and, and Asian uh, young cricketers. So we had two two coaches that the council paid: uh, Andrew Jackman from a West Indian background and Manava Chaudhary from a Pakistani background. Um, and just they literally went around in a bus and collected guys all from the sort of inner city area, Nottingham. Mm -hmm. My brother went for it for a few weeks, tagged me along one day, and I just went to watch. Uh, Andrew Jackman later on, to, you know, he's known as Jacko here in Nottingham. He's like one of the, the godfathers of cricket, you know, around here in Nottingham. Um, just said, look, what are you doing outside? Jump in. And for me, that was a, you know, it, it was a real um, dream come true to even just play hardball cricket being a cricket net with a lot of older guys, I was eight years old, you know, um, picked him up back, you know, and, and whatever he said just started to click. It really started to, you know, make me feel that I could really do this, man, because I kind of picked up stuff reasonably quick. Um, but I was very fortunate. I had a massive group of older guys around me. And Cassie always like me, you know, when you're training with them, with the cricket bowlers and stuff. Mm -hmm. When I came, kept playing my own age group, things just felt a lot easier. And yep. I think that became a pattern throughout my career later on. So that's how it really all started. And, and 
I can remember every week guys um, just would drop off, not come back. And I was eight and, I'm, and I stopped you know, training with Jacko when I was probably 28. So 20 years later down the Wow. Well, okay, no, it's, it's, always, it's always good to hear who inspires you in your early days and for him to still be, Jacko to still be involved with you 20 years later. You know, it's, that's a great, that's a great, great story. And yeah. how many other young lads has he made a big difference to? Must yeah, I mean, uh, both of them, Manavar Chaudhary uh, and Jacko, they, they still run sessions now. Jacko does it more so. Um, he does it every weekend. There's a lot of cricketers I've come through in Nottingham. Um, mm-hmm. If they haven't been coached by him, they would have known him. I've had some sort of advice. You, you know, the both were that sort of character, very sort of hands-on, mm-hmm. passionate about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they seen me and you just playing in a park, they'd probably stop the car and say, "Or oh, guys, you know, lift your left yeah, arm, yeah. your right elbow a bit higher or something. Yeah. They're just really passionate about it. So, you know, Samit, Samit's been coached by them. Um, and myself, like I said, Samit's brother, Akil Patel, played a little bit for Knots. Mm-hmm. Um, Ozzy Afzal, I mean, uh, is a lot older, but, you know, if Jacko would see him in the nets, they would have, they would converse about cricket. And, you know, he I played a lot. Of my, he was one of my, he was one of my favourite players um, right. growing up. I was quite attracted to Nottinghamshire in general because you had such a, an influx of Asian players. Um, so obviously, being a Scottish-Pakistani growing up, striving to, to play cricket at higher honours as well, I was always looking down the road at the counties. Um, and Nottinghamshire was always a county that I always thought, if I get signed, I would love to go to Nottinghamshire. You know, yourself, Sammy Patel, Usman yeah. Abzal. Uh, yeah. Obviously, all went on to have fantastic, fantastic careers. Um, so when... When did you kind of break into like Nottinghamshire's junior setup then? So, um, like I said, I started about eight, and then I think I was about ten years old mm-hmm. when I made it to the under elevens um, mm-hmm. county age group. And then when I was eleven, they started to play me in the year above. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, it, it just became something that I, uh, was a massive passion turning into, you know, on the field. Now let's start to materialize this passion and dream. Um, And, you know, to to be fair, um, one thing that happened quite early with, and I guess Jacko was a main part of that, was he took me into an adult team of uh, West Indian Cavaliers. Right, okay. I was 12. Yeah. I was 12. And I look back and I think, I've got a 14-year-old boy now, right? Yeah. Or a young man, shall I say. I can't see him being in a dressing room that I was in at the time in a nice way, in the nicest possible way, only because I just think um, maybe we were just, I don't know, were we, were we developed a little bit quicker? We were out a lot more, um, you know, and, and I just felt that that there for me at the age of 12. So I broke into knots by under 11s um, by 12s. Jack said, look, the only way you can play men's cricket for Cavaliers was to keep. And I've never wicket kept. And he says, well, I'll buy you a pair of gloves. You had to stand behind the pegs and they had all West, ex-West Indian first-class players. Right. Um, you know, I think Carl Hooper's played some games for us. Uh, yep. Roger Harper played some games, some of the older guys. Yep. Um, Chris Lewis did as well. So, and I just started to catch the ball, catch the ball, keep it. And then it started to become, you know, something, another little thing that could add on to my batting. Because I couldn't really bowl. I bowled little yep. medium paces, too slow. Yeah, I've seen you bowl, seen you bowl in Pakistan. It says, in, it says when you look your name up that you're a bit of a t- uh, genuine all-rounder. I, I had my... I had my doubts. I would have said more of a wicket. If anything, that you're probably your batting and then your wicket keeping would have been your, your standout. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I tried leg spin when I was younger. I was no good at it. 
try little medium paces. As long as I was captain, I was all right because I used to let myself bowl. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, as, you do it, as you do it. Yeah, and, and, but the keeping took over then and, and I started to enjoy that. And then that's how I broke into the men's cricket side of things. It, it was kind of like enforced on me to say, look, keep and you open the button. I had, mm-hmm. you know, 10 big uh, West Indian cricketers around me who'd give me, you know, massive amounts of confidence. Yep. Even if I blocked it for 50 overs, they didn't care because they'd be teeing off at the other end. Yep. So it just did my confidence, you know, a world of good from that age. Mm-hmm. And then I just really started to go through the ranks at knots under 13s, 14s. Um, and it got serious by the time I got to 15. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting you touched on um, not seeing, you know, looking at your son, is 14, older than what you are by a couple of years, and you can't picture it. I think we were just out and about a lot more. It was a lot more social back then. You know, these things, these days, you know, they, they kind of, you know, take over. You, you try to, to get your, your kids to not be so, and, but it's difficult to wear, you know, but we were, I think in our age, just out and about constantly. So being around older people was kind of like, especially you as a talented cricketer, I was similar as well that I wanted to play with the older guys. I didn't want to play with the ones my age because I was like, I'm better than these guys. I want to see if I can compete with the bigger boys. And that's yeah. how you, you you achieve more. I think the, I don't want to I don't want to sound like, oh, in my day it was like this because we used to probably get that from 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 our fathers and our and our uncles. But definitely the kids these days they they, they seem a little bit softer than what they were in, uh, uh, coming through in our And perhaps before us, they were tougher than what we were. So I think we're getting a little bit softer as the, as the years go on. Um, and it's important to mix both. I think it's important to have the strength, but you know, you've got the mental health as well. You don't want to be too hard on kids because you don't know if you're going to start to have an effect on them moving forward. Yeah, I mean, look, Cass, I'm a firm believer of, um, of now, as you grow older, you learn a lot of things and, and develop as a person. You know, every generation is, is born for that era. Yeah. And, and I think we had a beautiful era. Yeah. Um, you know, we wouldn't be suited to this era, hence why, you know, it didn't happen. Um, yeah, it didn't happen. My boy is, 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 is you know, he's, he excels in areas that I wouldn't excel in. Yeah. I'm sure you'd see the same in it. Yeah, yeah. Comes your boy growing up a bit yeah. more, and um, it, it's just a really beautiful time. And I, I, I was so glad. He, he loves the game, my lad does, but he doesn't want to make it a career. I was so glad. And there were in many different. You know, you know, it's not easy to go down that route. It's not easy to go down that route. It seems all colourful, but it's yeah. bloody hard. You, you're constantly under pressure every single day. Are you going to keep a contract next year? Are you going to keep a contract next year? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not easy. No, and I think. You know, that, there were some of the reasons why I was just totally fine with things. I was so content by, by the end, um, you know, through, gone through the journey that I had. I was just literally, I put it down to a, a young boy from Snenton that made it to, to Trent Bridge, you know. Yeah. And I, I, just, I had so many pleasures playing the game and, and, and travel the world with it, really. From, and like I said, I got serious after 15. And, and yeah, so 15, when, you say yeah. you got serious after 15. I'm, I'm assuming that's when you started breaking into, like, the England setup. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, that's when Young England started, and when I met the, the great Cassim Sheikh from, you know, the King of Scotland, man. Uh, <laughs> um, and there's a couple of other lads around at the time from Scotland. I, I still remember. Um, it was a leggy. Was it Manib? Manib Iqbal, Majid Hut, who passes on his best, his best to you, gives salam to you. And um, oh, I've actually done an episode with Majid that I posted just yesterday. Maybe if you get a chance at some point, you should give it a watch. Um, Great here. He went on to have a great career as well. So yeah, we yeah. we kind of had that camaraderie 
with each other. We obviously had an influx of, of, of Asian young Asian cricketers coming through as well. So yeah. no, it was it was it was good times. Um, yeah. you then my first memory of you, Bilal, was um, under nineteen World Cup. Now I know before that you I'd already heard lots about you. You were you were proper highly regarded. It was like England England's young rising hope. Bilal Shafiat, opening batsman, um, tipped to go on to probably play test cricket for England at a very young age. You broke pretty much the majority of the records in English uh, junior ranks. Um, and then we went, to, um, we went to the same World Cup 2002 yeah. in New Zealand. Um, we didn't come across each other too much at the actual tournament. We were, I think you were based in Christchurch. We met each other at the opening ceremony. So we had a bit of... Bit of banter then. You had quite a few. You had the, the likes of Kadir Ali, Nadim Malik, um, Tim Bresnan was on that trip as well. Young Tim Bresnan. Um, and yeah. you know, how, how did you enjoy that experience? Yeah, I mean, Casp. I mean, like you said, I'd, I'd started to get some serious cricket by then, and I think you know, me Samit was on that. Me and Samit were both. Well. Yeah. Yeah, we were both seventeen, and I. <laughs> The funny thing is, right, you mentioned records. I, I didn't know about them until, like, Jacko, he's my young coach, and yeah. he's a big man for records. Yeah. So he would be like, I know what the youngest ages, um, you know, first-class cricketer is for Nos. So he knew that. Yeah. So he'd say, right, it was Paul Johnson at 17. we got to beat that. So he was like the, the, the guy who would set sort of milestones, and, and yeah. we, we started to sort of achieve it and see it. Um, and so by then, I'd, I'd got that, and then I think I was 17, and he'd worked out, that if I was my own age group, we'd miss the World Cup. Okay. So this was the only World Cup that I'd probably get to play. And, yep. um, you know, he really worked hard he, 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 with myself. And, I, you know, later on, you learn different ways of coaching and stuff. And he just had one method. It was his way or the highway. And okay. I'd kind of, you know, started to, sh to shape, you know, how he wanted a former cricketer to be or a batsman to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so boom, he got me, you know, got me working on certain areas of one day cricket, white ball cricket in specific, because mm -hmm. um, I hadn't played a lot of white ball cricket by then. I just, I played some championship cricket for Nuts mm -hmm. and literally just got a few, a little bit of taste of, of white ball cricket because we had at Nuts at the time we had, you know, Peterson and stuff and maybe that's something you're going to come on to later, but yeah, we had yeah. a prolific one day team. Yep. And I was just doing little bits to, uh, for them a year and a half. So uh, this was like a serious tournament of white ball cricket, the first one that I was really going to play. And so we were working on areas. Um, so I had a kind of a game plan going into that World Cup. Um, and if I'd had the opportunity, I reckon right at the end, last game of the, of the, of the tour, I opened the batting. And that's what I'm trying to be doing for the whole tournament because yeah. I felt with my kind of physique at the time um, I was quite slim I, you know I couldn't really hit the ball out of the park yeah. I, I could use the power play or something like that so I used to really look forward to it and I used to watch so much of um, Pakistan's uh, opening partnership yeah. going into that World Cup so you had the likes like Ijaz Ahmed yeah. Shida Freedy opening the batting Imran Nazir was sort of just yeah, 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 yeah. there were guys who used to just hit the ball first 15 overs boom Mm -hmm. You know, and that was that's when cricket was really getting exciting with guys yep. with you know trying to get 100 of the first 15 kind of thing. Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka probably were one of the first to really launch it, yeah. Um, with you, yeah. with and uh, what was his name? The keeper. that's it, that's yeah. it, him, yeah. And they used to just tee off, they he used to just tee off. I think they were the ones, the initial ones that started it, um, yeah. Pakistan, then obviously with the Freedian and Ran Nazir, um, and now you know, every team's got. 
you know, you look at the, you look at now the game has obviously evolved significantly. I mean, oh, you, watch a, you watch a Jason Roy bat, and it's just ball one bang. It's like it's, yeah. the game, yeah. the game yeah. changed. What was your highlight of the Under Nineteen World Cup then? What was your, what were your you performances? Know, big performance out there. You know, I I didn't contribute massively in that tournament. Okay. Yeah, as much as I was like trying to get myself prepped up for it, and we'd worked on stuff, I got a lot of um, uh, roles in the middle order. Yeah. Um, you know, just just literally playing for batting in the last 10, 15 overs, just getting off the strike, run hard kind of thing because I couldn't hit the ball, you know, out of the park. Yep. And I hit the ball at medium paces. Um, and coming on to the highlight, I got Hashim Amla at LBW. Did you? I don't know how. Um, I was a <laughs> he little. Did you like, he does play across. He does. He did in the early career play across it a little bit. Listen, there's a picture of it right on 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 somewhere online and. Now and then we're okay friends. Since then we stayed friends, and yeah. I just you know send him a screenshot of that picture, just to remind him of it. And I promise you, he was playing a pull shot. Yeah, and it hit the top of the flap of the pad. Mm-hmm. How this was hitting the wickets, I don't know, but the umpire gave it. My reason is, look, I was five foot three at the time, so yeah. you know it was never going over the top. It's never been over but the top. Mate, um, you know, you take take so many memories away from when. You're similar age group lads. Um, you know, I'm doing the under 14s at Knotts, uh, coaching a little bit now. We went on tour last year. Look, there's so many things that you take away from it. You make some brilliant friends. Like I mentioned, Has, Cass. We read, you know, sort of united on the way back. I think it was on the flight. Yeah, back. no, that was going to get. So uh, we got on the plane on the way back, um, myself and Manib. And I was one of these, you know, me, really. You, you went on to play with me as well. I'm not shy. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was, you know, you're, we're Scotland. You're the England team, so you know you're a higher profile team than us. So I just came and sat next to you boys. I grabbed my knee and I said, Come on, let's go and sit next to these boys. And we pretty much sat with you, Kadir Ali, Nadim Malik, Tim Bresnan, yeah, all the way back um, for the whole journey. You were probably sick of us by the end of it, but we had some we had some good banter. We had a good laugh on the plane on the way back, and, and that's kind of where it just went on from there. Um, you know, I've always kind of followed your career from that moment on. Um yeah. You obviously had a very successful career with Notts, really. Um, you played with some absolute fantastic cricketers and you're changing them. To name a few, you know, Kevin Peterson, um, Usman Abzal, played for England in the Ashes, failed in four test matches and then scored a beautiful 50 in the last test. And that was kind of it for him. Um, I, I think he was just... He, he, was, he came up against a very good attack in that series and unfortunately... That, but he was a top, top, top player. Um, Sammy Patel, obviously, another good, good lad. Um, you know, you had guys like Jason Gallian. Um, you know, this is a story I wanted to ask you about from the from the Notch changing room. It's a story I've seen where Jason Gallian throws mm-hmm. KP's kit off the Trent Bridge balcony. What what happened there? Were you in the changing room? <laughs> you know what? Um, I think I got a mention in KP's book regarding okay. this. Okay. Because I think I was the one that made the call to KP to tell him the kit was off the back. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, look, I mean, I, when they look back at it now, they're going to, you know, they'll talk about things and, and I'm sure they you know, may have done things differently at the time. But Kevin Peterson is a, is a strong character, as the world knows. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. This is when he's first sort of come into the country. So he's probably been there by, you know, maybe three years by then. Yeah. Maybe three, four years. Um, you know, he came, I remember him, he's a very, uh, dress code was very sort of bland at the time when he came, you know, straight hair design. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just quite bouncy and, and energetic. Yeah. Really filled, 
um, and just wanted to hit the ball out of the park. And yes. Clive Rice was the, the coach um, at Nuts at the time. And, you know, he, he felt that, you know, he could take his game to next levels because he was, he was an off spinner, I think, originally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so KP's game was starting to really kick off. Boom, you know, really playing. And he was oozing with confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and an oozing confident South African in a dressing room, whoever's played with them, knows that, you know, they can be loud, mate. They can, yeah, they yeah. Can, you, know, rub, you know, that they're there. Rub, rub, rub you up the wrong way. Start to rub up some people the wrong way. Yeah, so then, so Jason Gallin was the club captain at the time, and I think he felt that, um, that KP, I think it was the last couple of games, he was leaving the club. He yeah. was leaving knots. So KP wasn't playing the last two games, saying he was injured. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a cast on his leg or, or, or something. It happened in a, in a, in a game against Glamorgan. Mm-hmm. KP saying, I'm not fit. Gal's feeling a way about it. End of the season, doing the dressing room. You know, everyone's had a few yeah. drinks and stuff. I'm yeah. on my cokes I'm, yeah, thinking, yeah. I'm sober as you can be yeah, right yeah, yeah. whenever I get on the fines I have to have a Dorito with the Tabasco sauce oh, and nice, nice. <laughs> so I'm alright apart from you know my tongue burning a little bit yeah. um, and then KP I think I think he didn't come to the to the whole thing you know he, he just felt that okay I'm not feeling welcome I'm not going to just come so um, and, and Gal just you know after a few drinks um, just started to throw his kit over the balcony at Trent Bridge um, and it was raining outside. Oh dear! He'd start taking each bat and smacking it against the balcony. It was just snapping, and oh. he was lobbing it over. And I was like, I'm like a 17, 18 year old kid thinking, "Geez, is this really happen like at this level? I've seen yeah. stuff happening at amateur cricket, yeah. club level, but yeah. this is this is bad." So yeah. I, I just and I think it was was it Reedy at the time, um, or, or, or maybe in Franksy. I, I just turned to him and said, "Look, I'm going to call him and just let him know that look." Your kit's outside. I'm going to bring it all in and I'm going to put it somewhere where you can probably just... The pads and that might still be all right. You can come yeah. collect it tomorrow. So then I went outside and I, and I kind of collected the stuff in the bag and brought it in. Um, and I think, you know, that was that was the end of what I knew about it. Um, yeah. That's exactly what happened. But it was a fines meeting at the end of the season. There was a lot of alcohol involved in it. Yeah. Which, which was no excuse. Bit of emotions running high. He obviously... It sounds to me like an old school pro who probably just thought, who's this young upstart? He's leaving the club now anyway, you know, and he's, 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 he's taking liberties. And, and yeah, I, was, I was gutted because them bats were proper bats. Oh, so and you, I think he, he would just... Have said, no, you should have said to him, can I just, just take a couple of them? And don't, you they, don't were in, they were in half. I was like, what am I going to do with these now? But, um, so yeah. how did KP take it when you phoned him? Yeah, he was, he was pretty cheesed off. Yeah. He was cheesed off and said, look, um, you know, Billy, if you don't mind, I'll be in touch because you've seen it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you mind if you need to, you know, if I need to get in touch with you and stuff? And I said, look, yeah, but that was the end of it. What I heard, yeah. until I read, somebody mentioned that, oh, Billy's got mentioned in the book. And I was like, oh, okay. Another little claim yeah, to fame that Billy gets for nothing. Good, yeah? That's a good, that's a good, that's a good claim. And, and you know what? You never got a bad mention because you were a good bloke there. Um, you made the phone call to the guy. You obviously felt sorry for him. Um, and then you went and collected his kit. So it wasn't like he was saying, oh, yeah, Billy Shafayat phoned me and he had to, tell, to laugh at me because my kit had been thrown off. You were doing it as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a good man. So, you know, that's a nice mention. You got mentioned in a legend, legend's book. So I would take that. I'd take that. So mm-hmm. KP, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, there's many stories that you, probably that with KP that he went on to have as well and other changing rooms as well. So, you know, he sounds like he was just always one of these kind of guys that, you know, big character. And you either like him or you didn't. I mean, it's interesting. Michael Vaughan, um, Andrew Flintoff, these guys, they never seem to have a problem with him. They seem to just, 
they seem to work with them well. Whereas yeah. the Strausses and these kind of characters, maybe just different kind of characters who weren't really able to understand them as much, seem to not not get on well with them. Yeah. The best coaches and captains are the are the ones that can really man manage. You know, the Imran Khans who can deal with the deal with Enzimam Ohak to dealing with the you know I was see Mukram just to bring they all say that Imran brought the best out of all of them in different ways. Yeah. So um, I think Michael Vaughan was probably quite good for the likes yeah. of KP because Michael Vaughan comes across a bit of a maverick as well. So they yeah. probably just had a yeah. similar similar kind of connection. I can remember, uh, and that's Kevin Peterson. I mean, it, it, there was a time when in our dressing room he was, I mean, he's such a good player. Yeah. Um, and as a bloke, he would, me and him, and I, th- I remember Uzi just chucking us in the car one day when it started to rain um, during a four-day game. Yep. Took us in the car. It was about lunchtime. Yep. He says, "Look, I don't want the teas at the ground or lunch at the ground today. I want that chicken and chips from Royals." <laughs> and you know what he said? And we got there. And we got to so Trent Bridge to where it was. It was in like in the middle of Radford, which is inner yep. city. Yep. And we got there, and it wasn't raining at Radford. So we're thinking, "I go Uzi," and I'm like, 18, right?" So I'm like, yep. "Boys, is it? It's not raining. Like, I've got my whites on." Yeah. Like, with, with 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 some um, slippers yeah. and just normal knots t-shirt, so not yeah. not going in full white. Yeah. So I'm thinking we still got to get like ready and stuff. He goes, I oh, don't worry. The chicken tastes better when it's hot. <laughs> so we're gonna sit here and we quickly ate this two pieces of chicken and chips with mild chili sauce. Oh, <laughs> we got into the car. And by the time we got to the ground, all we heard as soon as we popped in the car, we heard the bell go ding, Ooh. and the three players are not there. You're so still, you're still got, there. you still got to pad up. Em, yeah, em, em, embarrassing sort of um, uh, 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 scene that happened, but you know he was the kind of guy that he kind of got on with everyone. I mean, he definitely got on with with us. I mean, he was yeah. probably 20, 22, 23 and I was eighteen. He's four yeah. or five years older than me. Yeah. Um, if that, and he always got on with me, and I was never maybe. I mean, people say he was never. I was never a threat or something. But honestly, a generally a decent. From what I remember, a decent bloke to me. Yeah. But not everybody's seen him that way. Yeah. No, I, I think um, it's interesting, actually. Uh, Ajmo Shazad, I once seen comments he made, um, and Michael Carberry as well, who, who I played a bit against down south, really nice guy. Mm. Both of them came back from being with KP and said he was a great bloke. Yeah, top bloke. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to hear that, that, you know, that it seemed like it was a bit of a clique, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, when he, when look, Cass, in, 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 in what we believe in, ultimately you're... Your mannerisms do affect people, yeah. different types of people, which is why it's important to have that good, we call it ikhlaq, that good character, good mannerisms with everybody. Yeah. You know, there's certain people, maybe me in my, my day, when I was a bit younger and stuff, I didn't, you know, probably treat everybody like I should have done or yeah. spoke to them as I should have. At times where, you know, things aren't right for myself, I may have just rubbed somebody up the wrong way because of what I'm going through. Yeah. And K- KP was, is, is a guy who's been through, been through quite a lot. You know, he's had a huge change coming over from South Africa as well. He was quite young, but then things started going with him. But Cass, what a player. Yeah, let's, be, player. Let's, let, let, let's, let's, not, let's not deny that he should have played more for England. Um, I personally think he, that should have been handled and, and, you know, sorted out. England lost out and having him, I reckon, for another two or three years. It's interesting. The Ashes series that he played pretty much the end towards, he performed with it. He was, he was the only guy that performed. Um, and, you know, you had guys like Swan, etc., who had left the, left the tour, um, you know, and didn't, didn't, didn't fancy it so much. And, you know, KP got kind of put out there as, oh, he's the problem. But to be honest, he always struck me as a guy that when he put the, when he put the shirt on and he walked out to play, 
You know, he played, he, he, he fought fire with fire. He didn't back away from the Aussies or any of these, these big, big test playing nations. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sad that we didn't see him play a little bit more, but I still think he goes down as what, if not England's greatest batsman of, of all time. So to come over as a young South African, an off spinner to, to play at Knott's, um, from getting his bag thrown off the balcony by Jason Gallian, what he went on to achieve, amazing, amazing. Yeah. So yeah, how was just an insight into the Knott's changing room? So you obviously played with some big, some big, big names. Usman Abzo is another one. He's a bit yeah. of a character as well. You must have had some, some good times with him. That doesn't surprise me that he went driving for a chicken burger or a bit of chicken in, at tea time. He also was a bit of a colourful character. You know, he was in with all the kind of Bollywood and stuff. And yeah, he went yeah. to Surrey. He moved to Surrey and had some big playing days there. Yeah, I think, look, I think for him, um, an, a, another, when I was younger, another, another role model for me. Yeah. You know, somebody, when I went to that Nott's dressing room, um, it made things, uh, you know, very easy. You know, yeah. Paul Franks is another real, he had a soft spot for me, man. Um, yeah. You know, and, and a top all-rounder. Uzi was a person who, look, he eats what I eat. He wears what I wear. That yeah. kind of background, there has to be a, just a naturally, um, you know, what an inclination or, you know, he just made it a lot easier for me when I was in that dressing room. And yeah. I remember in particular, when I was young, um, those days, 17, I was 17 years old mm-hmm. and I got left out of a one day game at Leicester. And yeah. Uzi, Uzi's style and his rock star style wasn't even there. Right. The warm-ups have started. My face is dropped. I'm, I'm young, but I'm still wanting to be part of this first yeah. team. And then, uh, so I'm thinking, geez, I've been left out. And he just rocks in probably about half an hour late. Clive Rice is the coach. And he says, oh, chief, sorry I'm late. And he says, Uzi, I'm used to it now, but this is taking the make. You know, da, 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 da. Gives him a little bottle. He fire. fine. Get on with it. And he comes, he puts his arm around me in this fielding drill. And he says, oh, what are you upset for? And I said, well, I'm not playing. And he says, Who's playing? And I, and I remember at the time, it was a guy, um, an all-rounder from up north. I think his surname was Clough. Okay. And he bowled some medium paces. Oh, I played against him. I played against Clough. Yeah, I played against him. And, and the handy one-day cricketer. And I remember, was he says, okay, one minute. That's what I heard. I mean, I can only tell you what I remember hearing. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went over to who he used to call Chief Rice. He said, Chief, can I have a chat? And he says, look, um, uh, Billy runs it one a ball. Let him run it one a ball in that middle order. Yeah. Let him bowl in that power play, little medium, believe it or not. Wicked yep. to wicked stuff. Reedy will be up. Yeah. And look, he can field. So, you know, let the boy... And kind of just held his ground for me. Yeah. When I seen that unfolding, and Rice, he just went in his manner, went, brought everybody in. Yeah. And says, Clough in, Shafire in. Uh, Clough out, Shafire Yeah. Still there, still good. Yeah, it's cool. So he goes up, um, Clough out, Shafaya in. Yeah. My heart just went, I just, you know, kid in a sweet shot. Wow, like this, can this happen? Yeah. And he made it happen. Yeah. So then I started to feel more warmth towards him, thinking, yeah. I see like a bit of a brotherly figure for me. Yeah, it's you know, like in that, in that like dressing room. Um, yeah, no. So, yeah, look, I came down to Kent Bridge um, with the Scotland under 19 tour. Now, this is my next yeah. memory. Of um, this is actually no, this is actually before the under 19 World Cup. So, the first time I ever actually came across you was I tell you this story, you, you always kind of it's a bit of a blur to you. But I was we were staying in the, the hotel at the Trent Bridge Hotel on the balcony. Um, and Shahid Afridi was playing yeah. that game, uh, I think he was playing for Leicester or something. And he came out, had a couple of straight sixes, and got out. 
but you were playing, Usman Abzul was playing, and I remember just shouting at them from the balcony, Blasby! Yes, Tico! And you were just like, who is this crazy kid? And I'm shouting at Usman Abzul, I'm shouting at Afridi, Lala, Lala! And, uh, you know, it was great, great day, great, great game to watch. I want to jump forward now, because yeah. we now go on, I mean, your, your, your county career, I want to just touch on your stats quickly. Your first class career, you played 154 matches, you scored 7,771 runs, highest score of 201, double 100. Who, who was your double 100 against? Pakistan, it was in Pakistan against, I think, Bahalpur. So that was a season after you played, that was probably the season, following yeah. season. Um, yeah. You averaged 31.71 and you scored 14 first class hundreds and 41 fifties. You know, as as steady going, bro. As steady going, mashallah. You know, 14 first-class hundreds. Mm. Something to be very proud of. Yeah, look, I mean, bro, to be honest with you, um, I'm grateful, man. Honestly, I'm grateful of, of what I was able to to experience. Um, and, and taking that forward, I think it's just something that I hold really, I hold daily. I, I hold the experiences daily to me rather than the numbers, man. Yeah. Because... Look, Sachin, when he finished, people were saying, you know, he didn't win enough games for India. I'm just giving you an example. Not yeah, by, yeah. by any stretch of imagination that I could have ever achieved what he achieved. But what I'm saying is the numbers could never satisfy any, you know, sportsman. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I, I, I just loved the journey. I enjoyed it, you know, while it was going amazingly well. Um, you know, conversion rates is something that is, is massive, you know, if you really want to look at how things could have been, you know, in terms of hundreds, you know, and I was kind of, I was brought up thinking about hundreds, 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 yeah. and not, not the baby little fifties and stuff, but my, my, the figures there for me, that's a big standout. And I think that's where things could have really probably, I could have, I could have used. And that's which where I'm at now, I guess it's part of my philosophy in coaching as well. And, and, and stuff is taking that forward and passing that share and that experience onto sort of any, anybody that can share it with or wants to, wants to, to listen to it but yeah numbers are numbers brother you numbers, know yeah numbers are numbers they don't they, don't tell, they don't tell the full story there's no there's no doubt yeah. about it um, before we um we get to our time together because that's what okay. i'm you know that, that's that's my my big memory we obviously played in pakistan together there's a couple of big things that happened before then yeah you played in a test match you didn't play in the test you were there i mean england seemed to like to have you around as their little whippet uh, little, you know, 12th man, you were obviously, you were obviously a whip it in the field. 2004 test against New Zealand. You take a, quite a famous catch. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, we didn't have, we didn't have a game during the test match, um, which is why, if it's, especially if it's at your county ground, they yeah. ask the county for some, for some fielders, a couple of fielders, and I, yeah. you know, I put my hand up and do it just to experience it. Amazing experience. I've never seen, you know, so many people in a stadium until I'd witnessed that, and, it was so loud, eh? So loud. Uh, somebody wanted to go off. I couldn't tell you who. Ashley Giles is bowling. I'm at extra cover. Yeah. Um, and Scott Styrus just turns on one a bit early, loops up in the air. It's the dolliest of catches that you can think of. And I literally just clung onto it just because of the, of the noise around you and suspense. Yeah. And you know, and, and when, and I guess I was probably early 20s as well, I'd put that on me that I'm being watched there. 
I'm going to make the highlights kind of thing. I, you know, fielders are on and off and you don't make the highlights. Yeah. And as soon as it's stuck in, and I remember it's sticking in like, at the end of my fingers, Freddie, come and pick me up, flint up. Yeah, yeah. Pick me up. That's, and all I remember saying is, I'll make the highlights. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's gone. You know, Imagine you dropped it. You could easily, you know, moments like that. Hey, you could easily hey. snap that, snap that it just being you know, in defense, in my own defense, left arm spinner, you go against it, it spins. Yeah, of course, yeah, the spin is a problem. It didn't, go, it didn't go clean in at all. It just yeah. literally spun, 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 and I held on to it. But it was obviously the suspense I went to. But yeah, um, so you, made the highlights. And, uh, you made the highlight uh-huh. that night then. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it at night. <laughs> good for you, good for you. Good for, good for And then I did it a couple of times after that. Going on. This is probably what puts you in the map. Like everybody in the world knows Bilal Shafiat. And there's a, is a, is a, is a reason why, in particular, 2009 Cardiff Test match. Still with me, Billy? Yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. You're back. We're on. Cool. We're back. 2009, it brings me to, and this is why everybody knows Bilal Shafiat. No disrespect to you as a cricketer, obviously, not all the hardcore fans, not all the casual fans know everybody that plays for the counties and whatnot. Yeah, true. But you'll never be forgotten for the 2009 Test match in Cardiff. Nine down England, playing for the draw. Monty Panesar and Jimmy Anderson at the crease. It was a very tense... Quite a, quite a long period of time, actually, that they batted. Yeah. Who gave you the gloves and who told you to head out? <laughs> what gloves? What, what message? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Mate, it was, it, he needed gloves, right? <laughs> who was it? Whose gloves were it? Was it Monty's or did you take both sets of gloves? I, I, I reckon, okay, so the story goes like this, right? Um... Collingwood was batting before them. Yeah? yeah. So he's he's playing really well. And I think he does he play at one and he gets caught at gully, gone. So that's when the 10 and 11 come together. So Collingwood is probably he came back in the dressing room. He was a little bit cheesed off that. I didn't get I didn't get England over the line. Yeah. So he's obviously watching, he's suspensed, he's 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 a little bit anxious. He's thinking, you know, I've got to find a way and, and started to talk to to the management and and, and the captain saying, look. Uh, this, this, we've got to make, trying to find a way of getting over the line, da, 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 and it starts, the time is ticking, the overs are ticking, and they're calculating things. Um, and I, me and Alex Hales are the 12th and 13th men, right? Yeah. And Alex Hales is not the Alex Hales what he is now. He's yeah, just yeah, literally yeah. a kid coming from scene. Yeah. And um, we, we, we sat there, we're listening to these guys, like they're making a plan of, you know, finding a way to, to make sure we bat a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, and, okay, we need to send a message out, you know, as you do in cricket. Yep. Just send a message out that you, know, you need to bat till this time. Yep. I think it was 20 to 7. I can't remember the exact time. Um, and you've got to send a message out. So KP, to, he knows me a little bit more than that time, Baz. And he says, Baz, you look like you're thick as, okay, I'm not going to say the word. Yep. But Billy, you go and take the message. Yeah. I thought, all right, cool. And the message is what it is. You got back to this time. Fine. So I'm at the end, of, they give me a couple of pair of gloves, one of each, and a drink. Yeah. And I'm at the edge, of the edge of the boundary and I'm waiting for the end of the over. And I know they're not going to look because in that, in that crowd and stuff, where are they going to see this? 
I'll say five eleven, but I'm probably about five nine and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so where are they going to see this little, you know, Asian dude with lights on? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have had a long beard as well. Where are they going to see him? Good pop. You know, I'm trying to wave and get the attention, so I sprint on. Yeah. Uh, got on. Um, find you know find a way of getting Jimmy's attention because Monty's yeah. in his own world as well. He, he's yeah. not really seeing me. Um, Alim does the umpire, and he says, "Oh, did they?" Call for you, and I'm like running as I'm talking, trying to make sure that I get yeah, it. I've got to get to my destination. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk in a minute. So then I said, Oh, Jimmy, um, da, 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 give the message, give him a drink. And what I've done is I've carried two drinks in my hand. Jimmy's put his batting gloves on the floor, and I've generally dropped one drink and it spilled all over his glove, right? Do you understand? So I'm thinking, Oh, and Jimmy's like, I'm trying to save a test match, and he's drying his glove like that. I said, Look, don't worry, I need another reason. I'll come back on next over, be ready. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> Something I've got to come back on. But then um, I literally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I literally gone back on. Yeah. Um, asked them, look, chuck me another pair of gloves down yeah. to the, the balcony. They've chucked me another pair of gloves. Yeah. Um, and I've gone, I've gone literally running back next over. Now everybody's thinking, you know, what the hell is this guy doing? The crowd's going nuts, everything yeah. like that. I'm thinking, <laughs> geez, I can't, I'm the center of attention here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Literally run back on. Jimmy does a quick exchange. Yeah. Now Ponting's asking me, wait, why again? So then I started to explain to Ponting, thinking it might take 30 seconds uh, out of the game here. <laughs> yes. Whatever it is, it'll take out 30 seconds. Do you understand? Uh, but all in all, and then I turn back, the physio is there. And I'm yep. thinking, what the hell is the physio doing there? You know? Yep. I, and, and, and he literally comes on for me and he says, um, Billy, should we go? And I said, yeah, let's go. And so he took a few more minutes and he got a proper, proper slaying from the Aussie lot, thinking you're cheating, so-and-so is da-da-da-da-da. And all I said to Ricky was, look, mate, I I'm doing my job. I can remember doing this, I'm doing my job. And he's like, look, you know, oh, mate. So, yeah, look, we got phone calls, man, from, like, the sun and stuff next morning saying, can we get a story at the home address? I'm thinking, geez, these people can find you if they really want to find you. Man. That's mental. That's mental. I mean, I remember it well. I was, I was, I was laughing so much because it was the way that you, when you came on the second time, you're, you're like looking at Ponting, like, yeah, Ricky, you just, just Ponting's got steam coming out of his ears. He's looking at you like, what? Is it? No, mate. Great, great moment. England go on to draw the test. So did you, did you did you manage to get a handshake with Ricky Ponting after that after the after the test match finished? You know, no, not after that particular test match, no. <laughs> but I did the next one at, at Headingley, and they seen me in the morning. Him and uh, him and Clark, Michael Clark. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just met them and seen them and stuff like that. So I just said, look, guys, it was what it was, you know. And and I said, all right, cool. They they were fine about it. No, oh, good, fair play, fair play. Okay, Billy. So moving on. 2010, your girls are trying to see what dad's up to on the, on the camera there. Um, 2010, yeah. 2010, 2011, um, I had decided to, it was something I always wanted to do. I wanted to go to Pakistan um, and try to play first class cricket. Uh, so I had sent some footage, I'll never forget, I sent some footage to Jalaluddin and Harris Khan. Um, of a Scotland, couple of Scotland games, um, and I said I want to come and play first class cricket. Uh, they contacted me back and they said, you know, we're not sure. You've got a bit of a kenchi, you know, your your leg goes across, and you're going to struggle to bat. Yeah, you're going to struggle to bat here. 
Um, but tell you what, come out here um, and basically play in the academy for four or five weeks and let's see how you get on. We'll make a decision from there before the first class season starts. So came out to Pakistan. I'd heard you were coming. At that stage, I didn't know. Arrived there, I was told, the likes of yourself, Zahur Alahi, um, Muhammad Zahid was making his comeback that season. Yeah. Um, these guys are coming, but they're not going to come until five weeks down the line, just before we go into the yeah. season. So yeah. I played with a lot of the guys we ended up playing with. I played in the academy team with Ramiz Raja, Ramiz Aziz, Yasser yeah. Hussain, these kind of guys. So, so I, played like eight, I played like eight academy games. And I scored like seven fifties. So I was feeling, feeling really good. And you arrived uh, just about a week before the season started. Obviously, it was nice to be acquainted with you again. We'd never played together. So, you know, again, I was excited at the prospect of playing with you. Um, and the night before the first first-class game, you were in a meeting with Jalaluddin, Haris Khan, Mukar Hussein, Akbar, KFC, Akbar, Akbar, uh, uh, you know, KFC, Baba, Akbar, what a legend. Um, and I was summoned to the meeting. I was summoned into the room. And again, Jalaluddin's words to me were, obviously he said it in Urdu, but I'll, I'll say it in English. He said to me, um, Qasim Sheikh, you know, you've got a Kenchi. Now, what I mean by a Kenchi for the listeners is, is that my front leg crossed over my back leg, which means that occasionally I'll... <laughs> My foot went over across, which meant that they thought I'll be a massive LBW candidate. I can understand where they were coming from. Um, and they said to me, so we don't think you can play here. Guys are going to go quick and straight at you, um, and you're going to get LBW. And, and I remember sitting there like I was getting my, my blood was starting to boil. I was thinking, they're not going to play me. They're not going to play me. I've just scored 750s. They're not going to play me. And they said, okay, tell me what. The middle order sorted. Number three and four, we're going to play the youngsters there. There's only one position you can bat. You can open with Bilal Shafayat. And you were obviously captain. You've just been announced as captain for the season. So I said, damn right then, let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. I'll open the bat, no problem. Um, mm. And we had a bit of a chit-chat in there. They said, good luck to you. You know, you wish me well. Off we went to sleep. All 13, 14 of us in that bunk bedroom. Um, I used to sleep under the air conditioning because it was too hot. Yeah, you know, we had in the likes of in, in that room, we had the likes of Fawad Ahmed. What a story he went on to be. I've got him coming on this week. Um, so, you know, went on to go to Australia. Great guy, very funny. We'll talk about some of the guys that we played with in a second. But the next day, we went out to a place called Steel Town in Karachi. Absolutely boiling heat, like in the middle of nowhere, just serious heat. I think Suri Gas scored about 330 against us. They had the likes of Khalid Latif, Said bin Nasser playing. Um, so they batted, and it was about the end of day one, we got brought in to, to bat for maybe 30 minutes. Myself and you got through, the, got through the evening. We were maybe 40 or 50 without loss. Mm. And the next day, obviously, was probably the proudest moment for me as a cricketer in my, in my career. I scored a couple of hundreds for Scotland as well, but you went on to score a really good 60. I scored 100. We had a massive opening partnership of maybe 140, 150. Um, probably one of the highlights of my career on a cricket field. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember it well? 
Yeah, cats, I do. You know, now, especially when you talk about things, eh, a, lot of, a lot of the memories come back. Like I said at the start of it, it's in a little box somewhere at the back of my mind, you know, when you start to talk about things and stuff. And yeah, I, I remember it exactly. I remember the meeting because that year, um, one of the management of customs was actually, he spends a lot of time here in Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, Harvest Farm. Harvest Farm. a lot of time. So we'd built a, a relationship over the la- of the couple of years leading into that season, and he was just re- and they're really passionate. The management they are really passionate. Oh yeah, definitely. And in particular, Wakar w- he, he he's got no clue about the game, yeah, but yeah. he just loves you know being around and, and yeah, being involved. Many kids. So yeah. um, you know, so 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 Jalal Bay and Haris by the real sort of cricket knowledge um, of customs, and we were discussing options that year. That look, how can you really be? Customs is one of the, for those that don't know, it's one of the one of the first cast teams in Pakistan that don't have a lot of funding. Yeah. So a lot of these guys just put in money themselves and actually form a first class team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of the guys who play there are either guys who are going to make debuts for, you know, first cash cricketers um, or the elder guys who are trying to play first cash cricket enough so they get yeah. a visa to come to England and play club cricket, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and look, they were talking about options and that's where we said, look, you're someone who played in Scottish English conditions. Ball moves about. It's not going to move anywhere near uh, move about as much as it does in England. Yeah, they can bowl quick, but you can play quick bowling. That's something that you know I knew that yeah. you're able to stand up against because your technique is going to be good enough to stand up to pace bowling. Yeah. We can all you know improve in in many areas if it's moving around and you can do. So we were discussing. I said, look, he hasn't opened, but let's throw it out there. Yeah, that's how I started opening. I, I'd never opened. Boom! It, it comes an opportunity, and let's go. Let's go for the old Scottish English um, opening partnership. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember it being an absolute road. Still, yeah, time road. absolute road, as you'd imagine, in the middle yeah. of Karachi with bacon heat. There's yeah. no juice and some wickets at all. That's right. Um, and and getting through, I didn't know I'd scored sixty. If I'm dead honest, yeah. I remember your hundred because I can remember. Walking around, um, and I think it was. I yeah, I remember like, when I actually scored, when I scored my hundred. There was a viewing gallery at the far end. Of yeah, the and you and uh, Harris Bay were in the viewing gallery. You'd obviously got out on sixty. Um, a guy called Ahmed, yeah. I think it was, had come in at three. He was on about thirty at the time. Um, and I raised my bat obviously to the to the team, but then you and Harris Bay were at the top. It was quite a, it was like a Nasser send moment to Harris Bay. You know, like when he does this to bottom number three, I was just like, "There's your Kenshi Harris by. I've done it. I got a hundred. Um, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't be. You would, I wouldn't expect nothing less from recasting. That's yeah, huge. It was a great moment. I very, you know, I, sh- I shared a lot of it with you on the pitch that day. Uh, you batted very well as well. It was unfortunate that you didn't go on to get a hundred as well. That would have been something, something yeah, really I mean, special. The highlight, the highlight for me was, and I do remember it clearly. Um, you know. And it is pictures in my head of, of you celebrating and, and, and you played really well. And I think that was, you know, sometimes you need to just achieve little milestones and, and think, look, I can, I can really do this. You know, yeah, that's yeah. something you would have been, you know, and, and you're somebody who could have easily played more county cricket. Yeah. Um, you're somebody who played more, you know, national cricket. Yeah. These things are, are yeah, we look at them now and say, look, they're meant to be and we accept it, we're content. But look, let's not, let's not, you know, um, deny the fact or play it down that, Mashallah, you know, we represented our nations because yeah. uh, I guess, you know, the work that we'd put in over the years and, and we were blessed and I guess there were, there were no cackanders in Scotland at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, def- de- definitely. Unfortunately, the next match, 
didn't quite go to plan. Um, you know, I went from scoring 100 <laughs> um, and we went to play against uh, Habib Bank yeah. at uh, the National Bank ground, uh, the, no, the Habib Bank Stadium ground. Right next to, it was actually right next to Customs Ground, um, right next to the academy. Now, just for the viewers, some of the players that they had yeah. playing that day, I mean, their lineup was Emma Shazad, they had Shahid Afridi, Yunus Khan, Danish Canaria, um, Abdul Rahman, left arm spinner, Umar Gul. Um, yeah. Who else did they have? Well, that's enough. I mean, Kamran Kamran Hussein, who was a quality, really quality all-round cricketer as well. Um, yeah. Humayun Farad, I think, was playing also. So it was a proper yeah. star-studded team that they had. They batted first, and we actually bowled. I mean, that was a total opposite kind of wicket. That was a horrendous wicket. It was jagging about a little bit. We probably should have got them for less than what we did. I mean, we got unit. We bowled yeah. Eunice Khan on a no ball. But there's yeah. one famous moment that I will never ever forget. And me and you had a bit of a ding dong on the park at the moment it happened. The Shahid Afridi had come out to bat. I think number five or six, and. Uh, I can see you're thinking now. You know, I think you were just wanting to get inside his head. But I wasn't sharing the shame. <laughs> I wasn't sharing that with you at the time. But I remember you saying, Cass, Cass, come here, Cass. So I've come over to you and you're like, grab the helmet and grab the box and go in at Silly Midoff. And I'm like, I'm not going in at Silly Midoff. And you're like, Cass, get, send me his helmet and his box. And, and, go. and I'm like, what have you got against me? Why are you sending me in? And, you, and obviously it was nothing personal. Somebody had to do it. Um, and I was thinking inside, yeah, send one of the butchers or something like that, man. Send one of these. But you were like, oh, Cash, you do it. Go and go and send my dog. Just stay small. And I, I was raging with your belly. I'm not going to lie to you. I was raging. I was thinking under my, I, I crouched down in a free deed, playing it up. He's looking at me like, you're a dead man. And I'm looking at you and you're like, stay small, Cash, stay small. And I'm thinking, stay small. If this guy hits me, I'm, gonna, I'm dead. I'm going to get killed. Now, you'd hardly ever get hit a silly mid-off. It's unlikely, especially with a Fidi place. Lo and behold, Shahid Afidi, Muhammad Hussain bowling, old, wily left-arm spinner. Lights one up, and down the wicket goes Afidi. And I remember, I just ducked, closed my eyes, put my hands over my head, and I heard like a... And then I heard, oh! And I looked up, and you just caught it at first slip. You're celebrating and you're looking at me like, yeah, and I'm thinking, thank God, yeah, Lord. <laughs> Honestly, that, my heart was in my mouth, man. It was, there was, and then to go on in that game, I got a zero in both innings. Um, I got out both innings open. So I went from getting 100 to fielding silly mid-off to Shahid Afridi to getting a, getting a pair in the game. But yeah, Billy, funny. That was a funny moment, man, that we shared. Listen, mate, listen, mate. you know, two things. Firstly, um, I think there's no doubt the wicket was stinking wicket. Yeah. Pakistan shouldn't be producing such first-class wickets. Yeah. The ball was that. If it was pitched up, it was jumping. Yeah, it was, it was dangerous. It was doing all sorts. Yeah. Um, that's what I remember in particular. Seeing that team, you think, wow. You know, it's a, it's a massive, you know, star-studded team. And we are, we're just our custom boys who are, you know, literally making, you know, scraping the barrel for funding. Yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, look, how, we can, how can we approach this? Yeah. You know, let's just take it head on. Let's just take it head on. Let's just approach this and think, right, whoever comes out here, especially the biggest star, let's make 
statement. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> if it comes off, brilliant. If not, by third ball, you're going to be out in the ring somewhere yeah. anyway or something. And I said, look, how slow did... Can you remember how slow anybody used to bowl? Yeah, pops it up big time. Literally, like moon balls. And all I was thinking was, a 3D would not be a 3D if you didn't try to hit him out of the park for six. Yeah. But even I thought, not one ball, I thought three, give it three balls, yeah. he's going to try to hit him out of the park. So when I said, look, what can we do here to, to play on his ego? And that's when, unfortunately, I thought, let me use this brave heart Scottish player that I've got in my team. <laughs> I was not very part of that point, I'm telling you. <laughs> but, mate, the response I got, I thought, I hope to God nothing hits him here because <laughs> I'm going to get it from you for the rest of the tour that we're there or something. Mate, as soon as you ran down, all I was thinking, please spin. Because you know when it come out of his hand, I'm at first lip thinking it's come out perfectly. Spin. All I needed to do is, because it was going to land on the length, he was nowhere near it, just spin, and it did. Took his edge and I was like, yes. And you, I can remember literally trying to jump on you. <laughs> my, heart was, uh, my heart was racing, but I was, and looking back now, as a, you know, I totally get what you were doing there. Very smart captaincy, actually. Very, very, you know, because Afridi totally didn't like it. He looked at me straight away and he was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to smash it here. And he, he went first ball and, you know, the rest is history. That game was... Yeah. Um, it was quite, a, quite an eye-opener for me in Pakistan. Obviously, we came up against a proper proper team. It's actually a funny story as well. Khan Arsal, who was at our Under-19 World Cup as well, he played in that game. And yeah. he told me um, that the morning when we went out to warm up, as I was passing him, he said, you know, Yunus Khan talked about you in the team, the team uh, meeting this morning. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, Yunus Khan said that boys come, you know, he scored 100 in his first game. It shows you even how big players get. The yeah. proper, proper pros do their homework on what they're coming up against. And he said, uh, he said in the meeting this morning that, you know, as a boy that's come from Scotland, he scored 100. Don't, don't underestimate him. Let's come hard at him. Well, they did come hard at me. I got zero <laughs> in, in both innings. And I'll never forget a 3D proper tried to bully me as well. You remember yeah. when I hit one to mid-off when we in the first innings, obviously me and you were opening again and he threw the ball at me. And I had to jump out of the way in the keeper, and he's and he's and I looked up and he said to me, "Don't give me eyes." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like laughing at the other end. It's all right, shaky, and I'm thinking, this is, this is you know, these boys Wait, are he's, hard. Freddy's got proper bullet arm as well. Oh, it, nearly, it nearly like cleaned you. <laughs> I had to jump. Out. Anybody else, honestly, had done that. I'm not shy either. I think yeah, I was yeah, born yeah. at them. But I was thinking he's going to end up slapping me or something in the middle of the pit because you know what he's like he's got a he's got a wide yeah. side to him. No. Yeah, yeah. No, look, that for me, I think by the end of that game, I'd made my mind up. If I'm going to come back for Pakistan and play first cash cricket, I'm going to play for a big bank. Yeah, well, I noticed that you never went to customs. You went to a proper team after that. You were obviously you had good success. Yeah, it was hard work, Billy man. It was hard yeah, work. We were when you think about it, we had like a about six or seven boys who were making their debuts. You're talking yeah. 18, 19 year olds, 17 year olds. And they're very, some very talented boys. But when you're coming up against proper first class teams with the experience that they had, over the course of four days, we got found out. We would always, we'd have a good session here or there, but never enough to put it together to win games. I mean, we had some, some the, the, the Sui Gas one in particular, we should have got a first innings win, a first innings points there. And, and we, we gave it away. Um, we went on to play some... Another great moment was you running out, uh, Miss Fowl Huck. I'll never forget that. 
what a run out. We, we, yeah, that was the fourth yeah. of the fifth game. We had played against... Was I keeping um, in that game? It was a suit. No, it wasn't was that game. I keeping and then I took my gloves off. You took the gloves off. You went to cover. You took your gloves off. You went to cover. Miss Buzz yeah. gone for a quick single. And you just ran round, picked it up in one motion, threw the stumps down. One of the great, one of the great, and that was also a game that Mohammed Zahid, ex potentially fastest, one of the fastest bowlers of all time, found his rhythm in that game and bowled a serious yeah. spell. You know, I tell you, I remember Mohammed Zahid first when he came to Knotts. Because yeah. Knotts signed him, and I, I think I was 14, 15 at the time, and he was bowling in the nets um, at the speed of light. You know, yeah. he, he, and, and many talk about him, but he got injured that year, didn't play in the cricket. But only last week I seen him on a on a on a podcast with uh, Shoaib Akhtar, right? Um, and Rashid Latif, and the presenter is Doctor Noman on a Pakistani TV channel, and they were talking about Shoaib was you know not shy in saying how this Mohammed Zaid was you know quicker than him. Yep. He had a lot smoother action. It was almost like Michael Holden-esque. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, that day, we've seen a bit of rhythm and how the ball was carrying. And he bowled a speed of light. He's here in England now. He snicked off. He snicked off, uh, he snicked off Mispa, he, he snicked off eventually in the first innings. It went to the guy with the beard in our team. He played a couple of games, the batsman, Sammy. Sham, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sammy. He, caught, he, he, caught, he yeah. caught him at second slip. Um, but he did just. You say, did, you say a guy, did you say a guy with a beard in our team? Bro, there's like 10 of them. There was about 10 of them. There was. There was about 10 you, were the, you were the only one, I think, who didn't have one. The only one clean shaven at the time. But you but know, no, good time. unfortunately, uh, you had a family. Your grand, I, I believe, your daddy passed away um, halfway through the season. So you obviously went um, to spend, to, to, to go and attend your, your daddy's funeral and, and be with your family. Yeah. So we, we lost you for a couple of games. Um, you came yeah. back towards the back end, but it was a tough season. Uh, but I had some, you know, it was a, it was a real, you know, we lived in like guest houses throughout Pakistan. People would put us up in guest yeah. houses. I remember there was a guy, Tahir, his name was. He was meant to play in Lahore, and basically Harris by decided this boy's not good enough, and we got his father kicked us out of the guest house. <laughs> we went there at that point. I think we were away. His father had given us a guest house to stay in, in Lahore. And when he found out yeah. his son wasn't playing, he said, get all your bags and get the hell out. <laughs> we had to go and find a hotel. You know, it was things like that. We were really, you know, but it was fun, man. It was fun. We would sit down together, eat dinner together every night. And we played with some... How about, how about the, the... You mentioned the bunk beds. We, we had like, I think, six, bunk, five bunk beds in one room. Yeah, that's right. So there's 10 of us in that room. And you said you used to try to sleep next to the AC. Yeah. But the older guy, Mohammed, um Zahur Eli, yeah, one of the Eli brothers who's yeah, always yeah. played for yeah. Pakistan. Yeah. He was in the room, but he would get. He, he, he was a lot older, so he'd stiffen up. So he, so he would, he would, he would take, he would take the AC control, put it under his pillow. Yeah. We'd, I'd wait from sleep, jump off my bunk, take the controller out yeah. again, put the AC back on, because he used to be boiling at night. Sleeping there, and and the other thing was that the the mosquitoes used to come. If the AC, if the AC yeah, yeah. used to get bitten by the mosquitoes quite a lot. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was just funny times. Culturally, it was great. We had an amazing chef in the academy. Yeah. That was Tarazvai. You were taller than yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were taller. <laughs> <laughs> what a chef, though. What a chef. 
Why you have to get that? You have to just sneak that in there, don't you? He was a character because I couldn't eat merch. Merch is something I've never been able to eat. So when I arrived there, I said to him early, you know, the food you're making for everybody else is, is great, but I can't eat merch. And, he, you know, from that day on, that guy catered for me. He used to make a separate handy for me. And he, he would come and he loved it when you would tell him, your golf day were amazing, man. Your, yeah, your, yeah, your, yeah. Your, your, your biryani was class. He just so happy. Um, and he had, like, poor guy, he had, like, six kids that he used to support back in Bangladesh. Um, and it just showed you, like, you know, he must have fed on a daily basis. He must have cooked for 60, 70 people. I don't know how many cups of tea he made daily for yeah. many, many people. And you just see sometimes people moan and groan about hard work over here. It's nothing compared to what some people do in Pakistan and you know, some of the subcontinent countries. I can remember that clearly because I think I even tried to, to, to get all his certificates and, and, and stuff and, and, and trying to see if we could get him over here, man, just to, yeah. just to cook in a restaurant. He yeah. belonged in a, in a proper restaurant. I mean, here, yeah. he would be a Michelin chef, bro. Oh, man, he, he, would, have, he would have people come from afar to eat his food in, in, a, in a restaurant yeah. here. It's unfortunate, it's unfortunate you couldn't get him over because Pachara was working for Shame. Yeah, peanuts and he had you know, a big family back home. Lovely, lovely guy. Um, but Billy, that pretty much, you know, we could talk all day and go through cricketing stories all day, but I, I wanted to just take a, a trip down memory lane with you, you know, some funny stories. I wanted this to just be a nice, light-hearted podcast um, and, you know, hearing the stories about KT, um, you know, your are running with Ricky Ponting. Um, you're the reason that England drew that test match along with Monty Banisar and Anderson. You just shaved off a minute or so in that in, at the right time. Um, and I'll never forget you running back on and off. Now, these days, Billy, nice and settled. How many, how many kids do you have? I've got, I've got five kids, Kasim, alhamdulillah. Um, there are over two households because okay. um, there, there, was, there, was, there was some kids from a previous uh, for a relationship. But likewise, we, all likewise. Five kids, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, look, they, they're all very active. Uh, my eldest is 14. Um, my youngest is now 15 months, so huge gap, um, you know, but the, you know, the three of them are at an age where they're... Just ask you a question, Billy, and this is important for me to yeah. ask this, do you still have a relationship with all five of the kids? All five, yeah, all five, um, you know, the, the relationship is, is amicable, it amicably, you know, um, is, 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 is working. Um, they're here right now, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, I think it's an important part of, of, of when people grow up, you know, you, it's very important for the kids to see, you know, the parents, um, being amicable, being respectful to each other. And I just feel that the, the world is such a, a small place, uh, and yeah. life is, life is so short that, you know, they, you can't hold anything in your hearts, man. It's, you have to just learn to let go and, 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 and think of the kids it's interesting. it's interesting you say that, Billy, because, you know, I'm really, really happy to hear that. You know, things happen in life. We, you know, it's, it's, it's the nature of, of life. Unfortunately, for, with myself, um, I am, uh, I've not seen my son for two years, or nearing two years now, since, um, since getting divorced. I'm now remarried. I have a daughter. Um, and every single day, I'm praying and doing du'a that his mother, you know, moves on with her life. I wish her nothing but happiness, but I would love to be able to see my son again. Um, and your, your story gives me some hope that it can happen. 
and I'm very happy to hear that all five of your, your, your kids are still part of your life, alhamdulillah, and, you know, they're all brought together, and, you know, and it's amicable, and, you know, your, your ex-wife and yourself are able to still be parents to both children. I just hope, inshallah, that my situation can be, can be similar. So please remember me in your du'as. Um, and no, great to hear, Billy. Five kids now, mashallah. Where have the years gone, bro? Only feels like yesterday we were playing, you know, we were 17, 18 years old, playing cricket, and no care in the world, no pressure, no nothing. And now, you know, we're middle-aged fathers. <laughs> Waiting for another crisis. But now, nah, look, I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful time, Gus. I mean, you see, you see, them, you see them kids... Um, and, and they are the coolness of your eyes, you know, and, and that's something that I, I firmly believe. You see them nourish and grow and be themselves and to be part of that. And, and like I say, you know, I, we have to remain strong, remain patient in, in many ways if things are not working out, but ultimately do what, what you feel is going to make you grow and, and ultimately grow closer to our creator. And yep. that's how, you know, decisions should be, I, I believe, made and, and how I try to make mine. Um, and look, you took me down a, a memory lane today, man, I, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And unless somebody takes me down there, I don't remember stuff. I'm being dead well. honest with you. you know? I'm, so, glad, uh, I'm glad. I appreciate I'm glad. it. I'm glad. No, I'm glad. Uh, I remember when I called you and I said, Billy, let's do a podcast. And you were kind of like, what are we going to talk about, Kath? And I'm like, we can talk about this and we can talk about this and this. And you're like, oh, right. You've actually, you remember quite a lot. So we've managed to do that today. Um, I think we, I think it's been quite a, a jump around podcast, but I think yeah. the stories that have come out of it will be what people appreciate in this podcast. It's just been, uh, it's been fun to talk with you, bro. Um, and I wish you uh, every, you know, all the best for the remainder of Ramadan. Um, uh, and enjoy your iftari today. Obviously, Eid is looking like it's going to be a little bit of a, a different thing this this year round. You know, have a yeah. blessed day with your, uh, with your your family and your kids. And, you know, we've always got next year, inshallah, to, to all get together with all our extended friends and family and everything else. But thank you very much for joining me, Billy, and take care of yourself, bro. Thank you for having me, Kasim. And honestly, you're doing a brilliant thing, brother. You're just bringing people together at a time where, you know, we, we, we need it. Um, my prayers are always with you, regardless if we speak or we don't speak. Um, and, and just remember in your prayers as well, likewise, eh? Always, always, bro. Take, take care, care, brother. Take care, yeah? Love us. Okay, love us.